Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. Connor, I guess we just wanted to catch up with you and see where things are at. You said in, in your notes before the game against Shamrock Rovers in the program that mid-November was really the sort of cutoff you had in mind for, for getting a sale of the club done. Um, I just wanted to sort of ask you where, where that was at at the moment. It's still in train, to be honest with you, Dave. Um, it's hard going. Um, I'm in discussions with a couple of parties. We've narrowed it down to a couple of parties. Mm. But, you know, my big nervousness at the moment, if I'm being really candid, is is how quickly we can get something over the line, you know, and uh, whether we can get it over the line by the middle of November, the end of November. And, um, you know, so we're sort of making you know, contingency plans in case we don't. Um, you know, I just, I do believe we will find a new investor for the club in time. Um, but it's just, I've got this ticking clock and and uh, and the, the ticking clock really is Kevin and, and you know, and Dara, the manager, this is manager saying to me, what's our budget for next year? And uh, at the moment, I'm really struggling. I, I, I have a bad, I have a, bad scenario for them but there could be a very good scenario if I get one of these investors over the line but it's not you know you don't just do these deals in five minutes you know what I mean and you don't just and I and even when I do find what I think is the right one or strike the right one I've got to bring it to the members of the club for their approval so um so it's it's a tough time at the moment if I'm honest yeah and that what you touched on there getting the approval of the club I mean, let's be let's be brutally honest about it. Any deal that gets done, whether it's a sale of a house, sale of a car, it all depends on the, the relative strength of position of each party. So given the fact that Trahada doesn't own their own ground, the new ground, we're not sure what's going to happen with that. Is your is your position slightly weak? And are you, are you kind of having to maybe give away more than you would like in terms of the conditions of the sale? I presume you have an ideal buyer in mind in your head, but obviously we know these things don't always work out the way people want. So do you have to kind of bend a little bit on on what you're giving away here in terms of a possible sale? Well, to be honest with you, there's not much to give away. You know, I mean, if you, if you look at the club, as you say, you know, the, the, the ground is technically owned by the, owned by the FAI, but if it's ever sold, the proceeds have to go to a new stadium. Um, and look, the stadium plans are actually progressing really well. Hubert, the general manager, is working, doing great work on that. The site has been identified. We're working with the council. We're about to start the planning process. So there's actually a really good story around that. The club itself, like most football clubs in Ireland, I would argue, you know, if you're buying a football club, you're buying it on the potential of the football club, not on what it actually is. Nobody would buy Drawn United as a business as it stands, right? Like, let, let me be candid about it. Like, you know, you, but you have to look at it and think, well, if we had developed the academy more, what could that do? If we could get European football, if we build a new stadium, 
you know, if if the league gets a new TV deal and more money comes in, you know, so you're you're buying it on what on the potential of the club, and that's what I've been selling to people mm. in our business plan and in our discussions, and and people like that story, you know, and I, I think if you look around the league, Dave, the only clubs in the Premier Division at the moment who do not have what I'm going to call, you know, pr- private backers or or you know investors. Um, would be would be ourselves and Finn Harps. I'm going to put UCD to one side just because they're a slightly different type of club. Mm. Um, I mean, even you know, now there are some of those clubs which which have through very good management have become pretty self sufficient. Um, sorry, I, I should say Bohemians are another one. I should say actually because Bo's a member on club, but the, you know, the work they've done over the last ten years to rebuild that club is phenomenal, right? And then you know, same Pats. You know, Garrett Kelleher, you know, has been a great sport of the club for many years. But, you know, Garrett's made the club reasonably self-sufficient through a brilliant academy and through European football and a good manager in Tim Clancy, etc. You know what I mean? So, mm. but you look around the rest of the league, Derry, billionaire behind them. Uh, Shamrock Rovers, billionaire, albeit, you know, again, Rovers, you know, again, have been phenomenal in their own success. Their academy is superb. Um, they've made great money out of that. They've been given a wonderful stadium by Dublin County Council. You, you know, I said Dublin yeah. County Council. You know, so and then you keep going through them. Galway, backed by a billionaire. Um, Waterford, um, you know, big uh, wealthy UK owner, just come in. You know, Cork, very strong, always have been in terms of their mm-hmm. supporter base. So they're slightly different. Um, you know, Shelburne, multiple investors behind them. There with yeah. Andrew Doyle and a number of his colleagues. You keep going through it, and you see the outliers. Yeah, and the outliers are people like us. Um, you know, Dundalk have got the stats sports guys behind them. Sorry. So, you know, you, you, you go through it and you think, well, who's who's left there? And you think, well, yeah, Drada, Finn Harps, UCD, and then you drop down, you go Longford, Cove, Wexford, and a few of the others. So bit by bit, what's happening over the league, and people need to take a step back and see that is in my in my view, you know, and with a couple of notable exceptions like Bowes and maybe Pats, um, Every other club is living way beyond its means, way beyond its means. I, I, Rovers probably as well, way beyond its means in terms of if you took the investors away, we would have a cataclysmic situation in the League of Ireland, right? Which, of course, Drogheda have seen themselves in the past. Absolutely. And we've been there and, and we've been to the brink and back again. So here I am faced with a situation where, you know, we, we can go either one of two ways. We have to f- see if we can find an investor who will buy into that long-term plan like some of the investors in other clubs have done, um, or where uh, we're going to have to scale it back again even further. Because quite frankly, whilst we've been brilliant on the pitch this season and the guys have done a fabulous job, it's been torture off the pitch. Mm. And people and- don't, I don't think people realise the pressure that the board of a club like ours and everybody involved in the club goes through you know the you know we'd have bored me the other night, Dave. Uh, most of us had our head in our hands in it. You know, it's really, really hard. Yeah, and that was my next question. Um, actually, I might just come to that the personal the personal toll in a moment because I know you're you're working full time. You're trying to keep Drogheda United on the road as well. But just to go back to the question I had about you know g- giving giving the club away, not you know what I mean by giving it away when you're selling it. In terms of you know, I, I guess what I meant by that was you're obviously a man that's been steeped in Drogheda, your father before you. You love the club, so. If somebody comes to you with a deal that you're maybe not hugely comfortable with, but needs most and the money is coming in and, and it's the finances look okay, but maybe you're not sure about what direction that the owners are going to take the club in. And I suppose the, the obvious example up the road would be Dundalk where the Americans came in and okay, there were some positives out of that, but by and large, it was a very unpopular reign. I would think you would hate to be sitting here in a year's time having sold the club and looking at what potential owners may have done to the club. 
and and be looking at it and going, this is this is awful. Do you know what I mean? So that's kind of more what I was getting at in terms of yeah. the position yeah. you're in. You're you're having to try and strike a balance. You want to get the sale done, but you're probably you know having to watch exactly who you're selling it to. So it's it's presumably a very difficult situation to try and get all that right. Yeah, yeah. You know, my um my morals are having to be a bit more flexible than they used to be. Let's put it that way, Dave. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and uh, and I I but as my hero Billy Bragg once said, we almost bend a little if we are not to break. Mm. And so you have to, you, you know, you, you really have to sometimes sort of be a bit more, you know, realistic sometimes and think, you know, we have taken as a board at the moment, the club as far as we can on the current financial resources. Like we, we just, so, the, you know, we have this choice to sort of scale back and be a community club and all the rest of it, or, as the supporters want, we've built something really good over the last few years to take it on to the next level. We need external money. You know, there's no, it's just, it's black and white. It really is, you know, and, but yeah, I really believe in the long-term future of the club. And I actually think this is the funny thing about it. If we had a new stadium and training ground built now and literally there now, I don't think we would need external investors because I think we would attract with the demographics around Rada we can actually have a very sustainable football club on our own, right? So we're in this sort of chicken and egg situation. We need this investment in facilities. And, you know, you see Louth County Council building, um, you know, their new stadium with uh, with uh, Chinese um, investor money, you know, passport money. And, um, you know, that's the sort of road we're going to have to look at. If we don't find external investors, we might have to take a step back for a few years get the stadium built and then we can restart again a little bit. So um, I, 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 it sounds a bit grim, but Actually, I am still in, you know, very positive conversations with a number of investors, like really positive. Um, But I'm just under this time pressure, which is which is really being quite stressful, quite frankly, for everybody at the club. But but, you know, maybe in maybe in three or four weeks, I'll be able to announce and say, fantastic news. We've got an investor in and the story will be good and they're going to invest in facilities and in the team. And everybody will go fantastic. So look, I'm always try to remain optimistic, Dave. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, and just in terms of the potential uh, buyers that you're speaking to at the moment, are let's say let's just say for for the sake of argument, there's two different parties you're speaking to. Are are the offers on the table broadly similar, or do they differ in in any major way? Like you know, is one maybe to to buy the, the whole club lock, stock, and barrel? Would another one be to put some money in and keep you on as chairman? What's the sort of are there any distinguishing features between the the offers that are there? The, uh, not like um, the sort of bit scale of ambition, really. You know, some would be, you know, one one would be more ambitious in terms of budget and going full time and stuff, and the other would be on a more sort of conservative trajectory to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, so I think you know, yeah, there would be just some different finances. I I'm equally comfortable with with all that I've seen, and they're both. Let me be kind. They're both overseas. Right, there's not, you know, finding money here domestically in Ireland. Nobody seems to be interested in investing. Is that, is that disappointing? Because the draw yeah, is, is like, you know, banging on the door for city status, it's the biggest town in the country. Yeah, it's it always surprises me slightly that that there isn't um, more local, more local yeah. uh, people interested in putting money in. That's something that disappoints you a bit. Yeah, massively. You know, I've approached three billionaire families around Drada. None of them interested. You know, and. Um, and 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 others around the place and just you know i i just uh yeah it does deflate me a bit you know and i just see what i know what a club like ours gives back to the community and i know what it does for people and kids in the town and sometimes i just look and i don't know what it is uh, they just 
I don't know whether it's some historically tainted thing about football or whether it's just the state of United Park or whatever it is, but it does disappoint me. I don't, I don't get it. I, I, you know, there's plenty of money around Ireland uh, and, you know, and, and, um, there's plenty, but you know, again, it's, it's you know maybe just people just look at it and go, it's just a black hole, you know, and mm. um, and because it has been a black hole in the past, but to my own family and to many others, you know, so I I, I understand why people just sort of see it in that sort of negative light, but um, personally, I just think now is it, things have changed a bit. I think you know we actually have a stadium site, you know, we actually have the ability and the support of having to go and build something really special for the first time in. 40 years, you know, and I think the league is on a good trajectory upwards as well. And once we build new stadia around Ireland, the league becomes more attractive to TV companies. We have better TV deals. We'll have more professional footballers and we'll have a better product. So, like, I believe in the long-term future of the league. And I think we will get there, Estrada. It just might, you know, and as I say, hopefully we could get there with a good investor. Um, and as I say, you know, I've got a couple of overseas. You know, I've had a few interests from a few clubs in the UK, um, as well, I, if I probably six months more, Dave, I could probably find more investors. But as you know, and I know you're in the same boat as me, trying to do stuff like this when you've got a day job to do, uh, you know, we're all volunteers here. And, you know, there are limits on what you can do. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, absolutely. And just on that, uh, the Connor Hyde that took over as chairman a couple of years ago versus the Connor Hyde now, has there been much of a change in, in, in the mindset or in the, in the personality? Because it, as you said there, and I can kind of hear it in your voice, you're always a very positive person, but it seems like it's taken a bit of a toll. And particularly this last few weeks, as you mentioned, it seems like it's been very, very stressful for everybody. It is. Yeah, it really is. Cause you know, like God, we love the club and I, and I, and I, you know, I really want to, you know, with all the good work that's been done over the last five years by everybody off the pitch, it's been phenomenal. Um, and then Tim, and Kevin and everything like they've all done that. You know, everybody's done such a great job and you want to take it to the next level. But, you, you know, sometimes you just have to look at the realities of the financials. Like we, you know, we, we, we should have more people at United. Park. We've had great crowds are up, Dave, right? Don't get me wrong. Like the atmosphere is brilliant, 
and we're a premier club and we're still not getting, I don't believe we're getting good enough crowds. And I don't know what more we can do as a club or as a team to attract more people in, which gives us more money to, you know, the budget and all the rest. But, you know, I'm frustrated by so many things. I'm frustrated by, I was frustrated by the FAI. I'm frustrated by the fact that we're getting 10 grand in fines for supporter behavior with flares and stuff this year you know what frustrates you about what frustrates you about the fai sorry just well well that as an example the fact that we're getting about you know huge fines all season for you know supporter behavior where it's throwing a flare on the pitch this is just a money you know it brings in money to the fai there there does have to be there does have to be punishment for that sort of thing is it just the scale of it that you're you're not happy with but we're but we're we're, i'm not sure what we're meant to do strip search people on the way into Mm. grants there's no proper guidelines from the fai we follow guidelines i'm not sure what we want to do ban everybody from grounds i just don't know like i'm i don't i'm not condoning the behavior at all right you know but I'm not sure what we're expected, and not just us, every other club in the league. Like, we all do our best on this stuff. And what happens? We get fined. You know, we're the ones who have to put our hands in our pockets to pay this money, you know, and to, so, you know, there's huge, I've huge frustrations there. Um, you know, I, I just, I feel, yeah, I, I, I look, the bureaucracy around everything, and there's, I've, I mean, I don't want to go into a lot of it, but, mm. you know, it after a while, it wears you down. It really does. And, you know, God, and I know my dad did it for 30 years, whatever he did. I, I really don't, because after four years, I'm pretty much broken by it. But I still hang in there because I have to, you know, Dave, like it's, it's in my DNA. Like, you know, I can't not do it. Yeah. And, and if the club, just to finish up on your own personal situation, if the club is sold, do you envisage being involved at all uh, next year in the coming years, or for the moment are you kind of at your at your wit's end with it all? Well, I, I no, look, I you know I would always be there. Look, I'll always be there. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'll always if, I, if they ask me to be an advisor or a non-executive chairman or something. Look, look, of course I'll do whatever. You know, I mean, I I do. You know, I have advised a number of these people about certain things, and you know, le- knowing the lessons that I've seen of people getting it wrong elsewhere. Do you know what I mean, Dave? Yeah. Like I've seen other clubs, notably Dundalk, to be frank with you. I mean, you know, some of the mistakes that were made under Bill, you know, I've had to say to some of these investors, don't do this, mm. right? You know, do the, get the local community on side, keep people locally on side. You know, at the, I think, you know, I, I, w- I really want to make sure that anyone who comes in doesn't screw it up like that and I think everybody I'm talking to realises that you have to keep people on side locally and, and, and involve people locally and still remain a community club you can still be a big professional football club but in still you know a key part of the community you know Just a couple of final questions um, you mentioned Kevin and Dara there and the job that they've done this season we know that only a few players are, are signed up for next season which we know isn't unusual in the League of Ireland at this stage and, and that will kind of be the case for a number of years you suspect but are Kevin and Dara, you know, asking questions of you about this about this possible sale, and is their future possibly in the mix as well in terms of whether they might be there next season? Because no manager wants to go into to a season with their hands tied behind their back and, and facing what may well be certain relegation. So, what's the situation with the two lads? Well, they're asking me every day, Dave. Every day they're asking me what's happening, you know. And every day I tell them the truth, you know, about where we're at with stuff. And um, yeah, you know, a guy. I'm conscious I'd probably sound a bit negative in this and uh, but I'm probably just I'm, I'm in that realistic spot at the moment I could mm-hmm. be we could be dancing around the streets in three weeks and draw it going whoop whoop you know um, we've we've got new investors in and all the rest of it so I shouldn't I don't want to be too negative about it but sure. but um, um, yeah it's it's tough for them really tough for them 
you know, because I, uh, you know, I want to be able to say to them, lads, X, Y, Z is your budget. But I've had to say to them, if we don't get investors, this is what your budget is. And it's not great, Dave, right? Yeah. There's no, there's no two ways about it. And we would be the only, whatever way we look at it, more than likely, more than likely, we will be the only, um, unless uh, it could happen that UCD could pull something off or Longford, we will be the only part-time club uh, in the Premier Division next season. So whatever way you dress that up, right, if, whatever budget we've got, if we're the only part-time club in the Premier Division next season, my God, it's, mm. you know, it's going to be tough. Like there's no, you know, you can't turn around and say, yeah, we can finish seventh or sixth. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, we'll be, we'll be so far, you know, we're talking yeah. about other, just to give you a, a, a measure of what we're talking about, pretty much every other club who's full-time would have budgets in excess of 20 grand a week. Some up to, I'm going to say 40 or 50 grand a week and higher. We're talking about having a budget sub five grand a week, right? Right. So just, just, just try and just to get your head around, that's the equivalent of, of, you know, Grimsby playing in the Premier Division. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're just, it's, it's, and the guys have been phenomenal this season. This is, I just want to finish on a positive. The players would be amazing. The management team have been brilliant. The supporters have been fabulous. The volunteers are second to none. You know, they really are. And there's all this wonderful stuff that we've built. But, you know, that was always my fear that, you know, that the Premier Division, we've survived two years in it. I don't know how we have, quite frankly, Dave. <laughs> you know, I mean, I really don't when you look at what we've spent. It's a miracle that we've spent, we saved, that we've, we've been up for two years. Um, but anyway, look, let's hope we can get something over the line in the next few weeks. And we'll have a slightly more uh, positive discussion the next time I speak to you. Just one very final point away from Drogheda United, well, away from the, the off-field situation at Drogheda, in some respects at least. Big story this week in Irish football was Jack Sports. We saw the FAI basically tore up their contract on Monday. And then yesterday, um, the, the club is, or the company's essentially being wound up, being liquidated, 13 million of debt. We know that they supply uh, through Umbro several clubs in the League of Ireland, including yourselves, and now I understand your deal with, with Umbro was coming to an end at the end of the season anyway, but were you surprised when that news came out and, and does that impact on you at all or impact on Drogheda at all? Well, I'd love to say that we've, we were incredibly prescient in, our, in what happened because we decided six or eight months ago we were going to leave Umbro at the end of the season. So we've been in negotiations with other kit providers and we have a new kit provider who's we've designed all our new kit with and hopefully that'll be in the shops for the start of December for the Christmas season. So... My God, I feel like I've dodged a bullet, Dave. <laughs> really, on that a silver that lining after all this. After all this, yeah, the silver lining. So, so like I'm, I'm really, uh, yeah. It's, it's a, um, uh, yeah. I was, I was surprised at the scale of the debt. I, I was, I, I couldn't quite work out why the FAI had sent that missive earlier in the week, and then when I saw, um, when I saw this financial situation, um, it, wow. No, I was talking to a number of other clubs um, uh, who use Umbro. And, you know, they're in quite a pickle, mm. you know, in terms of stock, new kit, um, the new season, next season and all the rest of it. So there's a lot of people running around trying to think about what they're going to do. It's, it's, it's actually a real, it's a real issue for a number of clubs and particularly clubs who do the majority of their, of their merchandise uh, sale for Christmas market. Yeah. They mightn't get their gear for Christmas now. So, you know, I, I, I feel for a number of other clubs here, but thankfully, at Drada, we we we've we've dodged we're dodging a bullet, you know, which is something. But look, it's sad. 
you know, I know the guys at Jonathan and, and Jim and the guys at, at, at JSCC, you know, they're, they're great supporters of football. Umbro have been a good kind, a great kind of party to us over the last few years, a great supplier, good people. And in these situations, my heart always goes out to the people who are going to lose their jobs in these situations. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not a, it's, it's a pretty sad situation for Irish football, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, Connor, thanks so much for your, your candor as usual. And we'll be keeping our fingers crossed for you that the next few weeks go smoothly. And maybe uh, when next we speak to you, things will be looking a lot more positive for, for Drogheda United. Thanks, Dave. Cheers. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 